Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're pleased to welcome TJ Reeves. Fresh, I'm sure he's super fresh, off the sidelines at Raymond James Stadium as part of the Buccaneers Radio Network. I know it's quick. But we want you to deliver the early eulogy on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the 2022 season now completely in the books. TJ, what are a couple words that come to mind with the the whole picture in focus? How about frustrating and similar? I'll go with those two. It was a frustrating night and similar to what we've seen throughout 2022 and now into January of 2023, where the Buccaneers offense, for whatever reasons, plural, could not consistently put it together drive after drive and game after game. Um, and, and the bottom line is when you play good teams, good teams do to you what the Dallas Cowboys did tonight. It's the same thing the 49ers did in December to this team. It's the same thing to a large extent that Joe Burrow and the, and the uh, Bengals did in the second half of the game in Tampa. When you play a poorly sustained on offense and limit yourself and don't score touchdowns against good teams that can score and will score, they're going to put 21, 24, 27 points on the board, or in this case tonight, 31 points on the board and beat you. And so I would use those two words, frustrating to watch, but very similar to what we've seen for a lot of this season, despite the fact that it ended up being a playoff year. I'm glad you said that because about midway through the fourth quarter, I tweeted, this game is a microcosm of Tampa Bay's entire season. Not just the slow starts, but the fact that Tom Brady and his receivers, they would be in sync for stretches here or there, but very inconsistent. And also, once again, seeing the offensive line and the issues there, really feeling like that was the root of the problem because Brady has to get rid of the ball so quickly and because the run game just not sustainable. I mean, he once again throws for what felt like a hundred pass attempts in this game. (laughs) And you summed it up very well with that tweet. If we had the answer on why did he not have a better connection this season to Mike Evans and and why uh, was he not able to successfully throw the ball down the field the same way he was the last couple of years, we would have probably been able to sell it to the Buccaneers and make some serious money <laughs> off of it. Uh, so it was, it was frustrating all the way around. And, you know, and then there was one point there in the fourth quarter where you're looking up going 56 pass attempts, 58 pass attempts. And seriously, Amy, I'm standing there going, what is the NFL record in a playoff game for pass attempts? 
and we suddenly look, and it's, it's Drew Brees with 63 of them, and then Tom Brady in the epic comeback against the Falcons in the Super Bowl with 62 of them, and the Bucks get the onside kick, and now you're going to get one more record because he's going to go past oh 63 gosh. attempts and eventually got to 66. It is incredible that I am talking to you in the aftermath of this game that a 45-year-old quarterback not only just played the playoff game, but threw the ball 66 times in the game. Uh, and, and yet the Buccaneers struggled throughout much of the night to get anything going on offense. Uh, and just one more time to come back around, the Dallas Cowboys are the story. I know you know this. Mm. They took advantage of it, and they beat the daylights out of the Buccaneers when it mattered in the second, third, and early fourth quarter. And credit to Dak Prescott, credit to Mike McCarthy. Kellen Mora is the offensive coordinator. Their defense with Dan Quinn were tuned up and ready to go. They, they shut a lot of people up tonight with the way they played. I know that it's been easier to focus on the Bucks' offense this season for its inefficiencies, and certainly it all rolls into one. When your defense is out there for longer stretches, they wear out, they get exhausted, it's asking too much. But in the first half against the Cowboys tonight, TJ, there were multiple plays, not just pass attempts, but even Dak's bootleg for the touchdown where there's no defense to be found. What were the challenges or the issues that you saw with the D? Well, and we've seen this at times this season, the San Francisco game. In particular, comes to mind the Kansas City game right after Hurricane Ian came to mind where you just, you're not on the same page in the back end, the back seven of the defense, and there are people wide open or there's nobody accounting for the quarterback. It's plagued this team at times this year, but boy, it manifested itself at the wrong time tonight. And, and Prescott deserves a tremendous amount of credit. A lot of pressure on him, and it wasn't just him running uh, vertically down the field and making a play. It was him keeping plays alive with his feet, him being able to, with uh, you know, play action and a bootleg, keep a play alive, look, and find a receiver. Give him a lot of credit because he, he did a masterful job in the second and third quarter of keeping plays alive and, and throwing balls on a rope to open receivers. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, there were, there were times where you're going, how is that guy that wide open? You know, the clinching touchdown to CeeDee Lamb, which, uh, you know, we could get into the comedy of the missed extra points. <laughs> they don't want to try a field goal uh, in that stage. They're, they're up 24-6 to six at that stage. They don't want to try a field goal, and they get a wide-open play on a fourth down, and part of that, I've only seen the one replay, is they did a rub route. They got CeeDee Lamb free because his defender got caught up on the pick or the rub route. That's why he was that open. But you're right in your criticism. There were too many other times where, where receivers were open or Prescott's running to a side of the field where no one is. And, uh, again, that can't happen, especially in a playoff game, or else you're going home, and the Bucks are going home. T.J. Reeves is fresh off the sidelines after the Buccaneers fall in their home playoff game. Wild card weekend is in the books. Dallas Cowboys move on to battle the San Francisco 49ers. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. I have to ask, is... Todd Bowles completely safe as the head coach? I never say never, and for this, this reason. Uh, John Gruden lost the final four games of the 2008 season. Had he won any one of them, he wins the division, he makes the playoffs again. This is the Super Bowl-winning coach that brought the Glazer family their first Super Bowl championship, the Lombardi Trophy. And they took three weeks after that season to get completely away from everything, mm. come back and meet with John Gruden, and then decided to fire him. So after something like that happens, and I know we're now 15 years on since that did happen, 
you can't say never on any of this. They fired a Super Bowl winning coach because they just felt like it's run its course and we need to make a change. So I don't have a definitive answer for you. Yes, you made the playoffs, but you bowed out decisively tonight in round one, and it's up to the owners to decide is there something better or not. If I were wagering, Todd Bowles has got a tremendous amount of experience uh, with, a veteran, with a veteran locker room. If I were wagering, I think he is back. Maybe there's some staff changes, and there's going to probably be some personnel changes that are going to be made as well. Oh, yes. We definitely have to talk about changes because that, to me, feels like the story of the Bucks offseason, even though it's only a few hours old. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence and TJ Reeves from tonight's game in Tampa on the sidelines with the Buccaneer Radio Network. I'm not going to ask you to predict whether or not Tom Brady retires because that's not fair. But if he decides he wants to play again, do the Buccaneers want him to stay? Absolutely. In a word, absolutely. They would want him back for a myriad of reasons. He still has the ability to throw the ball down the field and to make things happen. And you saw a couple of instances of that again tonight. You saw it in the Carolina game late in the season where the arm strength is still there. Sooner or later, you know this, Amy, it's going to run out. <laughs> the father time catches up with you. and it's At 65. Gonna run out. I mean, it's going to run out at 65. I don't, know if, I don't know if it's 65, <laughs> but I would have lost money that at 44 or 45, he would still be doing this with this kind of arm strength and this kind of stuff a couple of years ago. I still remember you interviewed me the night of the Super Bowl 55 win after it was all over in the yes. middle of the night. Yes. And we talked, and I said, anything from this point forward is a bonus if the guy keeps wanting to play. We're two years later now, and I don't know <laughs> that the guy still can't do it at 46 years of age. The arm strength was still there. Who's going to doubt that he can get himself physically ready to go again? We'll see. I don't know where he ends up or what he wants to do. He may take the Fox broadcasting job after this is over with and just say, that's it. That's it after this one. Then again, he may go try to play one more year. But in terms of the Buccaneers wanting him back, absolutely they would want him back. Uh, for all the reasons I just gave you, plus the marketing for the 2023 season, uh, everything that comes around with it. So we'll see in the coming days and coming weeks. And that was a strange one this past off season because he said, I'm gone, I'm done in January. And 40 days later, he was back. Mm. So, so even that may not be permanent, Amy. He has indicated that whatever decision he makes is going to be final. I mean, it's easy for him to say right now. I get that. Uh, and there's a lot of speculation that there are other teams that are interested in signing him because he is a free agent. Uh, he's always said, at least publicly, I've heard this over and over on his podcast with Jim Gray, he will retire when he sucks, when he can't play anymore. It doesn't appear as though he physically can't play the game anymore. It does appear as though when he's under duress and has half a second to to process and throw the ball that he's as average as anybody else is in that position yeah I think all of that's fair and that's what caught up to him this year that you had such a great interior of the offensive line a year ago you had Gronkowski a year ago you had Antonio Brown for a lot of the year to stretch the defense and help you and with all those factors you're able to succeed now you take those factors away interior of the offensive line is new uh, you don't have Gronk. You don't have a speed receiver to complement Evans and Godwin and stretch the defense. It, it suddenly makes things different. It makes the mindset different. I don't know. I, I don't know if we have seen the last of him or not. 
Um, it, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that we're still talking about that he could go play quarterback in the NFL at 46 because mm. this, we, we, this is not Peyton Manning at the end that couldn't throw the ball down the field anymore even though the Broncos won the Super Bowl or Drew Brees at the end a couple of years ago who couldn't get the ball with zip down the field anymore or even Brett Favre at the end couldn't, couldn't get it couldn't get it done. The guy yep. can still throw the ball down the field, Amy. Yes. And now it's nine months from now to be back and ready to go, eight, nine months from now for next regular season. But I would not, I, from field level late in this year, I would not count him out on physically being able to try it. Before we move on and talk about other changes the Buccaneers need, I'll read this quote from the end of his press conference. I love this organization. It's a great place to be. Thank you, everybody, for welcoming me. Just very grateful for the respect, and I hope I gave it back to you guys. So speaking to the media, kind of speaking to the room, (laughs) it does sound like a farewell. At the same time, maybe he's just doing a preemptive strike just in case he's never in that room again. TJ Reeves is with us here after our CBS Sports Radio. What else needs to change in the offseason? What are the priorities? Well, I think they got to fortify the offensive line. I think they realize that and understand that. Okay, so that's part of it. Uh, you need a speed receiver. That's part of it. You're going to need more pass rush help beyond Shaq Barrett. I mean, there's some things, but there's still pieces here. Evans and Godwin are a phenomenal tandem at receiver. Rashad White developed tremendously as the year went on as a running back and a receiving threat out of the backfield. You still have got a young uh, defensive players in the secondary, a, a young middle linebacker in Devin White, who's as good as any in, in the NFL, sideline to sideline, making tackles. You've got pieces on this team, so you've just got to enhance that. You've got to do what you can to enhance that and, uh, and, and reload. And the biggest piece is, does Tom Brady still want to play, and does he still want to play in Tampa Bay? Food for thought for you as well. Uh, with Giselle, now his ex-wife, oh dear. living in Miami, yes. with the fact that they have kids together, the fact that he would want to see them on a regular basis, as he has done with joint custody throughout this football season, it, it makes you wonder if he is looking to make a change, does he still stay regional in the state of Florida, or at least where he can be around them and see them? That is a factor. That's a legit, real factor. And it may be a big factor on him staying in Tampa Bay. Stay tuned. Maybe, although if he is only playing to play for, say, one more season, maybe he can justify it by saying I wouldn't be gone for longer than a few months. But I agree with you. I mean, he seems like a doting dad, and he's got two young kids plus his son that he shares who lives in Boston or New York most of the time. So, yeah, you're right. That's definitely a consideration. Just out of curiosity, I know Rashad White was a really nice piece, a rookie for them this season. Is Leonard Fournette back next year? That's a great question, and I love some playoff Lenny. I love Lombardi Lenny and even Christmas night Lenny because he was so good on Christmas night, too. Uh, He is still signed beyond this season. What will they elect to do? And, uh, again, Fournette, uh, tremendous uh, over the the first two seasons. Had some injury problems this year. White began to come into his own as as a tandem back with him. I don't know is the answer there, but I love that guy in the locker room. I love the effort. And, and we'll see. I mean, Fournette has put in a good career, not a great career, but a good career, particularly over the back half of the career as a pass catcher, and he ends up being a Super Bowl champion. So I don't know what happens with playoff Lenny, but uh, I, I know that uh, he made a lot of memories here if he's not here anymore. 
But I think he's still got some tread on the tires. I think I think Leonard Fournette can still play a couple more years at least in this league. TJ Reeves, Buck Sideline reporter, is still with us. Okay, TJ, what the heck was happening in stadium as Brett Maher is missing not one, not two, not three, but four extra points. Okay, so you know our legendary radio voice, the Hall of Famer <laughs> Mean Gene Deckerhoff, just concluded his 34th season awesome. tonight with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before the first kick, young lady, he says, Brett Maher missed an extra point last week. Would he miss another one? <laughs> and and Shank, he misses. Oh, my so gosh. So now Gene comes in on extra point number two and says, well, Brett Maher has already missed an extra point tonight. Is he going to possibly miss another one? And he misses another one. Now we're wondering down at field level, is there something physically wrong with him? That's what I, I mentioned on our broadcast. Has he done something to where he's trying to kick through it? Uh, then we were told from the Dallas sideline, this is not an injury thing. I guess Mike McCarthy said at halftime, he's just got to get it straightened out in his own head. It's not, it's not that he's hurt, his groin is hurt, his ankle is hurt, or there's something precluding him. I've seen a lot of bizarre things in 25-plus years of being on the Buccaneer radio broadcast and doing national games, college football, et cetera. I've never been a part of something where a kicker misses four extra points in a game. <laughs> not, not any of them blocked or oh tipped. Dear. Oh, dear. He just he looked like sometimes TJ from five feet or four feet on the golf course on can we make a four-footer. Amy Lawrence, he couldn't make an extra point tonight. So much so that they wouldn't kick the field goal at 24 to 6. They go for it on fourth and five when normally you would kick a field goal to make the game 27 6. They go for it and get the touchdown to CD Lamb anyway. Oh and it worked gosh. out for the Cowboys, despite Maher. But that is going to be, listen, that is going to be a real problem for them next week in San Francisco because clearly it's in his head now uh, for kicks. For an extra point, what should be makeable field goals? How is it not in his head, Amy? He almost had the yips. I was thinking golf yes. terms as well. He yes. had the yips. <laughs> or remember Chuck Knobloch trying to throw to first base or Mackie Sasser trying to throw the ball back. I'm going baseball now on you like in the 80s and 90s trying to throw the ball back to the pitcher. Yes. And it gets in your head and it becomes like a psychological block. That's almost what it was on the third and fourth extra point. It was crazy. Kickers are people, too. That's all I have to say. Kickers are people, too. They sometimes have really crappy days, and that was clearly the case for Brett Maher. However, Cowboys win. Buccaneers are done. I'm not sure if it's merciful or not. Uh, it, it seemed like for most of the year, it was highly inconsistent and relatively tame effort by the Bucks. We're always thrilled when we can catch up with TJ. Uh, definitely want to follow him on Twitter at Guy. Also a host of play-by-play opportunities that you hear throughout the college football season thank you for your time i know it's fresh but i appreciate it hey listen i always love coming on with you i really thought we were going to do an interview a different interview after this game but anytime you need me i love being on with you after hours you made my drive home a little more palatable and enjoyable keep up the great work in 2023 look forward to catching up again whenever we can this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.